Everything is brought to you by Islam and Liberty Network. If you are looking for more, you can find it on our website at islamandlibertynetwork.org. Oslam Shaglar Gilmas is a member of the board and executive director of the Association for Liberal Thinking. She has been with them since she was an undergraduate student in 1993. She speaks on civil society, liberal democracy, and on Turkey's democratization and liberalization. On institutional development, delivers guidance on how to effectively disseminate ideas and to develop interest on ideas of liberty. She is the editor of the online commentary in Turkish, www.herfikirler.com. Yilma studied politics and public administration and her Chattopeya University, Ankara. Our host today is Ira Azhari, but I will be covering her in some parts. The topic is Liberty, Civil Society and Politics, a special case for Turkey. So it's already 9pm, so I'll just start with a uh, short introduction to our speaker today at the Islam and Liberty Network webinar. Uh, thank you to um, everyone who's joined us. Uh, so today we have uh, Oslam Chaglar Yilmaz. Uh, she's a member of the board and executive director of the Association for Liberal Thinking, which uh, she has been with uh, ever since 1993. Um, so Oslam has spoken on civil society, liberal democracy, the key democratization, uh, liberalization, institutional development. Um, so very experienced speaker. Uh, and I believe uh, Oslam is also a board member of the Islam and Liberty Network based in uh, Kuala Lumpur to Ali Salman and also herself and uh, many liberal thinking Muslims uh, founded back in uh, Istanbul. Um, so I think, uh, so Oslam's presentation today will be on liberty, civil society, politics in Turkey, which I believe is a very timely and very interesting topic. I'm looking forward to the discussion and if you have any questions, um, I would uh, encourage you to type it out uh, and then we can discuss them out after Oslam's done with her presentation. Um, it's just easier to type it out uh, because everyone's internet connection is different and all that. So I'm looking forward to the discussion. Uh, Oslam, over to you. Okay, thank you, Ira, for your nice introduction. Indeed, it is my pleasure sitting here at one of the webinars of Islam and Liberty Network. I have been with Islam and Liberty Network since the beginning as well. And I think this webinar has also created a very nice opportunity for us uh, to discuss fundamental issues, fundamental problems, and get along with our audience who can contribute to our further activities as well. So thank you for the opportunity to speak on this broad topic. It is difficult to speak about one country, particularly on Turkey. There are many uh, hot issues. On the other hand, our title is Liberty, Civil Society, Politics and Turkey. So since I am addressing to a broad audience, uh, I think it's very crucial to make an introduction uh, about uh, what I mean about uh, when I uh, say liberty, civil society, and politics. Because uh, when we talk about popular concepts, uh, terminology, uh, we might mean different issues, different contents. So in, our, in my uh, presentation, I have broadly have three chapters. In the first chapter, I am going to talk about the concepts of liberty, civil society, and politics, with their meaning, uh, their function in a plural democratic system, and the function of politics in our societies, in Muslim societies particularly, and in general and in theory as well. And then I will talk about Turkey, not only on uh, recent contemporary times, 
but also I will try to provide a historical, political, economical and social perspective and then provide some challenges to establishing a plural democratic system. And then throughout these debates, I will try to provide some perspectives of, for these challenges and problems uh, related with Turkey and also related for those from other countries and also uh, they would be also relevant to other Muslim societies as well. So when we talk about the civil society, we need to talk about uh, values and uh, human values. And there is no ultimate reality and good uh, for everyone, we should say. So there are uh, various concerns for a good life. And there are values, and those values are semi-universal, and there are many uh, values. They are incomparable, and sometimes they may conflict with each other too, like the privacy, for example our right to privacy and also right to obtain information. So when we look for a plural society and a system, uh, we need a system which guarantees this human variety and also uh, which provides uh, a peaceful coexistence with our conflict. So when we talk about civil society, we mean a space out of the state and independent from the state. So the society, indeed, civil society is not a new concept, of course. We are talking about, although it has been a popular term, we are talking about some common rules among people and also some judicial institutions. And these rules, indeed, established before the state and before the modern nation state. So through the interaction, civil interaction of civilizations of human beings. So we are talking about civility that is respecting other people's honor at a minimum level. So we need to recognize that everyone else has a similar right and obligation. And we are engaging in efforts to defend others' rights and to reconcile for a common good. So when we talk about more similarity, we are talking about a stronger civil society. So when we say civil society, uh, we are not talking only about a space, a field out of the space. We are also talking about an ability of the society to build and sustain and coordinate its own activity via these volunteer free organizations. And also, thirdly, we also mean that the condition of these associations, organizations to influence uh, the state and public policy mechanism. So, as a model, a civil society, we are talking about strong civil societies, we are talking about a limited and responsible government, rule of law, private property-based free market economy, and free volunteer associations and organizations, and we are talking about free public debate arena. So, in a civil society, we are talking about the plurality of human values, as we spoke in the beginning, and none of the lifestyles are superior to the others. Not only a secular lifestyle is superior to another religious lifestyle, let's say, or a religious one superior to others. So there are various kinds of social organizations as well. And through civil society, we also prevent the state, the central authority, to control all aspects of life as well. So. The state remains as the arbitrator, the referee of the conflict. So the central authority should only remain as the mode of prevention of any group or any uh, group of ideas to be dominant over others. So also through civil society organizations, communities, 
we also compensate the isolation of the individual as well. So it is very important if we have local liberty bringing people together, and it's through a free society, a free civil society. And indeed, human beings tend to obey rules. And when we look at the history, we see that those societies who follow rules can prosper and can exist for a long time. And the important thing is, Hayek puts it very well, that these rules should be minimum as possible so that they will be legitimate and people will follow those rules. So in an open society, in a free society, people also develop moral codes of conduct. In an open society, we can develop our self-responsibility. We can take the responsibility of our lives. We can be self-sufficient. So such futures are achieved in only a volunteer organizations. And also in a market, individuals from different religions, languages, ethnicities, or ideologies interact with the goods they exchange. So we can also say a free society, a civil society, is a legitimate uh, framework for uh, market interaction as well. So we need to also clear out the relation with, between freedom and between civil society and democracy institutions. So liberty and civil society uh, requires a decentralized power so as to flourish, and civil society seems out of the political power. However, through civil liberty, civil society influences the central power and also dissolves the central authority. So it is so important, the political role of the civil society, and through only free debate, free expression, we can influence the public decision mechanism. So in a plural democratic system, diverse and incompatible understandings of, uh, of different world views can coexist peacefully. And rule of law bounds both the individuals and the state. And we should not forget that private property-based free market economy, free market system, is the foundation of a plural system. Usually, a private property-based economical system is dismissed when people discuss about democracy and limited government. However, it is a crucial institution. So, when we are talking about liberal democracy as a method for the rule of law, for the rule of the majority, we have to talk about equal elections for, for every citizen under hidden laws and open counting. And the rights of the minorities should be guaranteed, basically the rights of the rights of the individuals and rule of law. And therefore, we are talking about the accountability of the state apparatus, the government, to judiciary. But in the meantime, the superiority of the elected ones over the appointed ones, I mean the politicians over the bureaucrats, is also crucial. Again, if we want to limit the central power, the free market economy is also important. And of course, free speech is important and we need a plurality, a competition in political life. So we should look at politics in a free society because we are not talking about in a free society, we are not only talking about the interaction in the volunteer field and in, in markets, the interaction in politics is also is also very important to understand and to talk about the principles as well. So in a free society, uh, we said free will, responsibility, volunteer action, civil institutions and civil political traditions occur, flourish. Then we talk about politics, it's a tension between the authority and freedom. However, civil politics provide principles of limits 
for responsibility for tolerance and pressure between the authority, the state, the government, and the individual, the citizen. And those principles, indeed, are like civil liberties, individual liberties, freedom of expression, freedom of religion and conscience. And those political uh, principles are the ones which protect uh, the individual. So in a free society, we also need civil political traditions to flourish, so as to be, we learn how to interact, how to negotiate, how to extend uh, our ideas, how to communicate other people peacefully, to find method, ways out of violence. So along with other civil institutions, organizations, volunteer associations, political parties are the core organizations to establish civil political traditions, as well as, as I said, debating and negotiating. So they are the political parties as civil organizations also have the opportunity to push the central authority to its uh, limit. So then we look at the political life, just like the advertisement for goods in the market, to convince other people, people peacefully. Uh, adver advertisements are so important because they are other uh, aspects of, uh, they are the opposite of obliging people with violence. So competition in politics is, is very crucial. And the opponent of oppression in a free society is convincing people peacefully through uh, politics. So when we look at the politics uh, in Muslim societies, if I would say um, to list out some of the important features that I take into consideration, you know, we have after the 20th century in most of the Muslim countries, we had secular dictators where religion has been used to legitimize the authority. And these systems suppress freedom of speech, civil society, free markets, and free political life. And political thought out of uh, religion, since religion is used to le legitimize the central authority, uh, a political thought out of religion uh, did not develop. And uh, this political thought otherwise could produce secularism and uh, individualism in the civil society. And unfortunately, after the early Islamic period, after the early Islamic philosophers, we could not systematize political philosophical thought. We had the ideas uh, that I had listed before. But unfortunately, we could not see them in modern Islamic political thought. Instead, in our discourse, we had ideas of resistance and, and opposition. So now we need to concentrate on how we can solve our political problems, what do we like, which institutions we like. That's why I said, along with other civil traditions, political traditions are also very important so as to we can claim principles of morality, of liberty within politics. So in, in our society, the, when we discuss some political issues, we have a problem of uh, mixing the uh, resources of confusing the so resources of the problems. Sometimes you should look at the environment, the framework of institutions. Even if political parties make mistakes, we need to be alert about about the establishments, state establishments, to downgrade the politics so as to criticize individual actors, because this may address to also suppress our civil freedoms, our political freedoms. Uh, in the, same, in the same time. So we can only limit the centralized power and also reform the system through competitive 
political system and the free so civil society. So let's come to Turkey, discuss about Turkey's uh, situation under the light of my perspective expressed earlier. Turkey has had a very well established, unique bureaucratic tutelage system. We had inherited this tutelage system from the Ottoman period as well, a bureaucratic establishment, a strong bureaucratic structure. However, the Ottoman period had also covered this tradition of decentralization and the plural society. And towards the end of the late Ottoman uh, Empire, we also see constitutionalization movements, which means there had been uh, movements and acts which limited the power uh, of the state and expanded the uh, liberty of the citizens, of the individuals, of non-Muslims as well. However, this uh, open civil tradition of reforming the structure, uh, the constitutionalization movements could not continue through through a democratic process. So after the foundation of Turkish Republic, uh, after the independence war that Turkey had, we launched a new political system. In spite of the pluralist parliamentary structure in the very beginning, in the 1920, uh, after the 1920, we had established Turkish Republic in 1923. And the new politics via the Republican elites after 25 had been established on a single party system. Turkey has not been a part of the part of the uh, Soviet bloc. However, we had a single party system, and uh, this period, this era, eliminated civil political tradition and also ignored the plurality of the of the society. And uh, mainly, uh, the Republican governors of the single party regime based the official ideology on I might limit to three stances on nationalism which suppress other national identity as, the, as well as individual identity, and on laicism, uh, which destroyed uh, religious freedom uh, and the religious plurality, and also the religious, uh, the plurality of religious interpretation uh, of, Muslim, of Islam as well, and on statism, where freedom of entrepreneurship and property rights had been violated. After this period, I might say broadly, Whenever the regime had opportunities to untighten the boundaries, the civil and military bureaucracy uh, intervened and restricted uh, the freedoms. Uh, we had single party, multi party system until uh, 1955. I can say we had a uh, shift in 1950, but not a full uh, democratic elections occurred. After the full peaceful transformation of a multi party system, uh, the bureaucratic tutelage did not let the civil political tradition flourish. So, unfortunately, we had the mother of Turkish coup, coup that uh, we can say, occurred in 1960. And uh, that cruelly ended up with the uh, execution of the prime minister that time, Adam Menderes of Democratic Party, uh, who had been democratically elected. There had been some political mistakes we could, we could discuss. Uh, however, people of Turkey, citizens of Turkey, had uh, had very much uh, influence politically from this uh, execution uh, of, uh, of the prime minister. Further, this coup had been the main start of the establishment of a unique 
rock reductive system. Uh, I might even say even ever uh, in the world history because on the on the surface you say you might see a democratic society, an open society. However, uh, the civil, political, and economical field had been dominated and surrounded by the bureaucracy while uh, we have a mass system. And uh, I can say mainly the presidency, uh, the higher courts, higher education courts had been the safeguard uh, of the regime. And even if we had experienced high-quality performed democratic elections and every other election after 1960, I can say we had uh, we had strengthened open, responsible uh, election. Political parties had not been given or provided full democratic control of the regime so as to reform or expand freedom. That also means civil society did not have the tools, did not have the path to influence and uh, reform the political power because we had a dual power system. The political power had not had the real power to reform and change. They just did deals with some crucial political action or some basic economic activities like building roads, but they could not interfere in security issues, in intelligence, in foreign policy, and they could not uh, act to reform the legal system. Uh, and also the property system uh, as well. So I could say these unique bureaucratic institutions bounded uh, the hands of democratic governments whenever an attempt to reform had failed. So those reactions uh, reflected whenever an attempt to reform by the political governments, when they made an attempt uh, to expand freedoms, to liberalize the economy, uh, then uh, the mainly uh, the presidency and the higher courts uh, reacted, claiming that there is a threat to our unity, there is a threat to our secular future of the regime. Uh, however, the real uh, aim was uh, not to lose the power of the controlling system and not to let the democratic system to flourish. And we should also add the uh, economic benefactors who enjoyed protectionism and subsidizing, as we, say, we can say, economic freedoms and prosperity uh, were also suppressed. So those business circles had been the spokesmen of this regime and the official ideology. So-called civil actors, academia, they have been the privileged elite of, of the system. And whenever they wanted to protect their privileges, they say our modernism, our secularism is under threat. However, they did not want to lose their uh, privileges and bureaucratic protectionism. We had in 1990, after the 1980 coup, we had a military coup in 1980. After some extraordinary period, uh, we had uh, a new power, a new government, Motherland Party. In 1990s, through the liberalization reforms of Turgutazal of the Motherland Party, we had new economic actors coming from different parts uh, of the country, and we, there have been some liberalizations to make business, not uh, on liberalization of Turkish lira, for instance, liberalization of, of uh, foreign currency. And we had new businessmen who are accumulating capital free from subsidizers, free from state protections. And we had new economic actors nourishing in, in civil society. They had supported 
new uh, media actors, new civil actors. And this has created, through prosperity, this has created a dynamism uh, in Anatolia. We had new entrepreneurs around the country. And uh, through prosperity, we had a new sociological change uh, in the country. So these political elites uh, had also been challenged that I had mentioned before, who had enjoyed the privileges. And of course, we had another uh, intervention in 97 as well. There had been a challenge, uh, a challenge to the business elite. They had been challenged and also the bureaucracy. They tried to uh, take the strings back. Uh, from the democratic life. Anyhow, I should say, a liberal expansion of economic freedoms created new new businessmen, new circles, uh, new civil circles, new business circles, and a change, a dynamism in the, in the society. And whenever the political government preferred to make a deal with the establishment, they lost the support uh, of the constituency, of the people. Uh, because people would like to support a civil tradition who challenge the status uh, establishment, status uh, tradition. So I would say our party is uh, the results of those reforms back from the 90s and also the result of the social change, the economic change uh, in Turkey. So uh, go more fast. I would say after Going and getting into power in uh, 2002, first years were not that were not that easy. The AK Party faced critical low cases to be closed down, but uh, AK Party supported the EU integration process and made reforms. Although the bureaucracy was resisting these reforms, important reforms to expand individual liberties, to expand freedom of association. Uh, and on some other issues, the uh, interaction between the democratic system and the civil people had also changed this social life uh, as well. And people uh, preferred other civil uh, engagement to force the system and to transform the bureaucratic structure via their democratic demand. And also they forced uh, further the up-party government to make reforms on the Kurdish problem, on Alevite problem, on the rights of non-Muslims, and moreover, on economic liberty. However, throughout these reform attempts, I can say, uh, just like the membership to EU process and others, other reforms concerning democratic opening, a peace process, a resolution process on Kurdish issue, uh, a, a party and the civil life had faced a harsh bureaucratic resistance. However, nonetheless, our party uh, had recognized that solving the Kurdish problem, the Kurdish matter, uh, is a key to open this bureaucratic structure. Uh, and also, it, it was a key to bring peace and prosperity and uh, to develop interaction uh, among the people uh, of the region. Since I said the establishment hold the power of mainly the military, the foreign policy bureaucracy, security and intelligence bureaucracy, and did not let the politics, civil politics, uh, infuse in this bureaucracy. Our party had also recognized that uh, this Kurdish issue, the Kurdish opening uh, attempt, is also a key to challenge uh, this bureaucratic structure. Since uh, our party had the constituency, 
the support of the constituency and also the economic development and the prosperity has gained uh, from different circles who supported the party. Then the government had initiated this, this challenge to the Turkish bureaucracy. So at the time of changes after 1990s, I should also emphasize that there have been various groups, there various civil groups occurring uh, in, in, in Turkey social life. And after 90s, Turkey's civil life had met with a group of a religious community, which deals with education and charity uh, on the surface. I mean the, uh, the Gülenist group. However, this Gülenist group preferred not to get into politics, to establish a political party and get into the competition in politics, to be open and responsible. Instead of that, uh, this group uh, had observed that to have the real power in the system, uh, infused in the bureaucracy uh, meant to have the real power uh, in the system, in the political system. So instead, they preferred to infuse in the military bureaucracy, in the civil bureaucracy, intelligence bureaucracy, judiciary, and uh, through uh, hidden uh, identity. So until recently, people had been uh, had been scared of uh, challenging this group. Uh, because it was not the political power whom they would be uh, scared of. Instead, it was the bureaucratic power and that group who, who took the control, who had the control of, of the bureaucracy. Before, they were the uh, Kemalists and, and secularists and ultranationalist groups established within the bureaucracy, hidden, in the hidden bureaucracy. Then, the villains preferred to replace them. However, on the surface, they were seen as uh, religious converted religious groups. So when we go back, uh, that AK Party preferred to make a, a reform to open the uh, Kurdish problem, to resolve the Kurdish problem, it also meant to challenge the bureaucracy. So it was a time in two, 2012, uh, I might say, uh, which started in 2011-2012, which, which started the challenge between the Gülenist groups and, 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 the, uh, and the government. So, uh, we might not say that this was a clash between two Islamist groups. So, I am trying to lay out a political framework that there is a, a bureaucratic tutor system and there are different groups trying to uh, infiltrate the bureaucratic mechanism and keep the control. However, what we need in a liberal democracy, we need a responsible government that we can reform and limit. We need open actors who are responsible, responsible to the people. So I would explain uh, the Kurdish problem, the Kurdish opening in 2013, Turkey's agreement to take the arms back with PKK was uh, like the opening of the challenge to, to bureaucracy. However, it should not be limited to an agreement with PKK. Further, there had been many reforms concerning the Kurdish issue. Kurds in Turkey are uh, equal citizens in Turkey. Uh, we, we, we have to live with everyone, every individual, uh, peacefully, uh, guaranteeing uh, individual rights, civil liberties. People have to need to have the right to publish, to speak, and now uh, publication, publishing in Kurdish, broadcasting in Turkey, in Kurdish, education.
communicating in Kurdish are free. So oh, we had come to, uh, before coming to 2016, uh, July 15, I would say every other local, like, although there have been some other political mistakes, uh, people, a majority of people uh, supported that party in election, although there have been a problem in political mistakes, some economic mistakes, people did not want the bureaucracy, the political bureaucracy to gain more power. In spite of the uh, support, uh, electoral support of the people, we had uh, faced the, the cruel uh, attempt on July 15. Nobody would expect, uh, people were indeed scared, however, nobody would expect that uh, a group within the military would shoot the civil people and also bomb the parliament. In, in throughout the history, there are two or three examples that the students of a country were bombing the parliament and shooting against the individuals. So, as I mentioned before, in 1960, people had their uh, elected prime minister, Adnan Menderes, executed by the establishment. People of Turkey had kept this this experience since then traditionally from one generation to another in Turkey and uh, protecting the democratic tradition has been very crucial for Turkish people and this time Turkey has changed it, it has not been a matter of only protecting Erdogan or protecting AK Parti government more people wanted to protect the path to continue their prosperity uh, their continue the opportunities of expanding freedom. And this time, people were different. People of Turkey were different. People had their, their prosperity. People had changed. People had their, you know, people had their courage uh, to oppose and to challenge this uh, violent, cruel coup attempt. That's why people uh, went out on the street, uh, stood, stood against tanks, uh, individual people, went to the tanks, went to the people, to armed people, and tried to convince them with their hands. It had been an incredible night in Turkish history, and there had been, we can say, a glorious, a glorious night. People had been successful, we can say, in stopping a, a military coup. There were not also, let me say, clashes, of course, in the bureaucratic buildings, in the uh, military buildings, some police groups were trying to oppose fighting against the group within the army. But anyhow, I want to emphasize uh, the will of the, of, of the people to oppose this cruel intervention in their civil life. So I can say this has been a kind of a zero point. Of course, we have a long way to go to establish a strong, pluralist, democratic, open system. A resistance is not enough. And to understand this unique bureaucratic establishment intensively and extensively, we need to differentiate various actors and events from each other at particular time periods. And we also need kind of in-depth analysis within a historical, political perspective. So we cannot claim, as I said, this was only a clash between two groups. And it has been important to support uh, a political legitimacy, democratic political legitimacy. That is what I tried to emphasize uh, since the beginning. So we need to continue, of course, uh, criticize, constructively the civil political actors, the government, and uh, we need 
opportunities to transform the structure and we need to invest in intellectual field which will prevail for long run. When we look at the recent years, there are lawsuits, of course, against the, against the ones who have committed coup attempts. And uh, almost there are engaged lawyers in these lawsuits. And almost all of them accept that they have been, those lawsuits have been uh, on track uh, within the rule of law. In the meantime, there are other lawsuits which have started before the coup attempt against members of, uh, of Gulen movement who have been involved uh, at different levels. There are people who had hidden their identities within the, within the judiciary and arranged unlawful acts, unlawful files, uh, who have brought hundreds of fake evidences against people to threat people. And on the other hand, there are some other people who have been involved in the religious community on other levels who have not been aware of the relations, aware of the unlawful relations. So it is very much complicated. So in the meantime, during the, the lawsuits, I can say there are unlawful uh, acts against other people who do not have any involvement, any criminal involvement. So, uh, however, this, is, this is a, has been a huge involvement, infiltration. But we need very open, clear critics during the lawsuit, during the uh, conviction for this. So there have been problems. But we cannot discuss all of the legal problems limiting to a two to three years issues. So we had we already had this huge judiciary problem in Turkey. And in the meantime, we had a we had faced a different group in not only Turkish history, in Islamic history as well, an esoteric group uh, who had uh, extended holy aim with members who are acting irrationally and illegally. And of course, I, I have to also say that there, those, all lawsuits should be carried out within evidence and also pending trial and open indictment process. So uh, problems still occur uh, already, or, or, or I would say, although the, it is the political responsibility uh, as well to carry out this process of establishing rule of law and the superiority of, uh, as I said, politics uh, or bureaucracy, we cannot assess every issue clearly. Because still, within the bureaucracy and the judiciary and communication, there are established uh, different power groups. Still, it is not the uh, full authority or command of the political power. But this do not, of course, keep out the responsibility. So we need to strengthen democratic political processes which are responsible and accountable. And uh, we need to strengthen responsible actors who could be talked to and influenced through open mechanisms. And it is important, of course, to make reforms to push the bureaucracy cadres to its limits. It also includes economic reforms in the meantime. And uh, society is now changing. And there have been uh, privileged elites whose uh, privileges are dissolved. And there are newcomers uh, now among the elites, of course. As I said, Turkey is changing socially and economically. And we have now new elites coming up 
who are trying to enjoy the economic and bureaucratic benefits. So there are more to uh, more to work. Uh, as I said, Turkey's legal system, legal problem, uh, legal problem is not new, and uh, we cannot understand the problems, uh, as I said, only by concentrating to three to five years. Our legal education has still been problematic since it was established uh, for a for the bureaucratic system instead of uh, teaching the superior rights of individuals, the superiority of state, the state ideology, the official ideology has been carried out through the uh, legal education. And as I said, we still have a juristocracy, which is superiority of the judicial bureaucracy holding the official ideology. So we need to reform the legal education system and the legal system. We have a problem with our education system as well, starting from the primary school, even kindergartens, we are educating our children based on an official ideology and statism. So we need decentralized education system based on free market in ownership and management, and we need a pluralist curriculum. In the meantime, I'm coming to the end, uh, there are surrounding international sectors as well. And Turkey has not been supported uh, with her clear struggle on terrorism. So we need to clearly separate the problems uh, on civil rights, the problem of violations in individual freedoms and also on Kurdish issues, and also the problem with PKK, which is supported by hundreds of thousands of lorries of arms in southern Turkey. And instead of uh, agreeing to take their arms back, they did not uh, they, uh, break the truth and uh, continue their uh, violent terrorist attacks in our home city and as well as the other hidden organizations, hidden groups within the bureaucracy. In the meantime, Turkey had not had civil actors, civil media tools to carry out a critical voice, but a constructive critical voice to extend these problems. Another factor I, I would say overall, the decline of supporting liberal democracies all over the world and the fears against pluralism, against refugees, and this had also affected the Turkey climate uh, as well. So to uh, make an end and to continue for discussion, I would say we need to interact. So as a person who are working in the intellectual field, working with a think tank, I would say we need to interact with opinion leaders, with civil actors. We need to find constructive ways of influencing public decision mechanisms, and we still need, I would say, uh, to invest more and more in, in the intellectual field. We need to train intellectual entrepreneurs on different levels uh, who will take the importance of, of civil liberties, of limited governments, of rule of law, free markets, free enterprise, the ideas of freedom, justice and peace, to expand and to expand uh, at our other level. I like the saying of Hayek, and we also used this in the presentation of this webinar. It is uh, the battle of ideas, and we need to invest in the field of ideas. And then we change the climate of ideas, which is quite different now. We will also change the course of the, of the society. So let me stop here. And if you want to discuss on other issues, other specific matters, I will be 
happy to take them. Okay, thank you very much, Aslam, for the very, very thorough uh, presentation. Uh, fascinating. Uh, we already have some questions uh, by the participants. So the first one is from Mr. Hafiz Jawad Sohail. Hafiz Jawad Sohail asks, Talking about the role of government, should state take care of weaker sections, poor people, of the society? Libertarianism says no. What you say, I am talking about a welfare state, concept of Islam. I would say uh, the state, I, I would say uh, the a private property-based system should enable people to take responsibility in the first place, but further to uh, have a system of decreasing poverty, we should also first of all look at a system uh, which decreases poverty and which produces prosperity. And that's the free market system. If we limit and bring restrictions over free enterprise system, then people will also hesitate not to produce wealth and also take responsibility and privilege to share their prosperity with their free will with other poor people. So this perspective is important, first of all. We should have a system, an economic system, producing wealth, which will also reduce overall poverty. But there will be, of course, other people who would be disadvantaged, disabled, and who would not want to work and would stay poor. So I would say, from a classical liberal perspective, since we have central uh, authorities, we have governments, we can look for a decentralized body, I would say municipality, for instance, instead of a centralized uh, helping system, a decentralized system, and which extends not uh, direct goods, but which extends limited, very limited cash flow to very poor and disadvantaged, disabled people, very old people, and disabled people, uh, this would be a, a more principled perspective, and they should not be a long time, a li lifelong subsidizer. So we need to have principles on this. And I would say Islam is a religion, religion of trade, is a religion of free will uh, and responsibility, and both in the Quran, both in the practices of Prophet Muhammad, trade, commerce is, uh, is praised. Uh, commerce is seen as a source of wealth, of prosperity. Only those people who gain prosperity through commerce, who have prosperity, they can have the free will to help other people. So, zakat is a practice of free people, of people who have free will to extend other people. So, this is not an act of the state, of a welfare state. This is an act of free, responsible Muslims. Ali Hassania asks, does Turkey have a copy version of other political systems like Western version? Does it follow such versions or it has its special owns? Mention the certain version if possible, please. Well, we could say discuss this at uh, different issues. In the early Republican period, Turkish Republican elite had very much inspired by, by Italy, the Mussolini Italy, and, and then the French version uh, of the, the Jacobin understanding of constructing the social life. However, they had taken it further, the Republican elite taken it further to a positivist social engineering. If you are asking for more uh, modern times or if you are asking about the recent uh, uh, presidency system, they say that they had 
examine different presidential systems, uh, the U.S. or Latin Latin example, and uh, through their examination, they say they had considered the some weaknesses in those systems and made any presidential structure. There has been some problems. It needs the system is very new. It needs some new revisions as well. But I would say it is not the only the system, the governing system is important. There are other institutional factors which need to be considered. We could also reform our system. We could have also reformed our system within the parliamentary as well. So I would say we should look for keeping a responsible bureaucratic mechanism and not to have only an electoral democracy, which is also needed, first of all, to accept the rules of the game. And we need to have a plural political system. We need strong opposition who accept the rules of the game, who are also active in transforming the system. That's another problem. I could I could not mention that a lot. It is it is very important to me to have strong opposition, political opposition, who support the democratic attempt. Unfortunately, the opposition had not supported the democratic opening, the more democratic reforms, peace processes, and also other challenges to the judicial uh, system. So I cannot say Turkey resembles to this only to this system, to this country. Muslim, there is a question from Linda and also Wakas. Maybe you can take Linda's question first. Linda Whetstone says, You said it is very important to have plurality in political life. I understand this to mean numbers of individuals and political parties able to take part in elections on a level playing field. To many of those outside Turkey, this no longer seems to be the situation in Turkey, particularly over the last election and with press freedom severely limited so that anyone other than the government has virtually no access to making their cases through the press. Do you think there is genuine plurality of political life in Turkey at the moment? We, I can I cannot say this has not been the full the full situation the full picture in Turkey. I would criticize the public broadcasting company TRT to provide extra programs or provide uh, their sitcoms their discussion programs more open uh, to the governing party and less limited time to other opposition parties through their programs. However, I could say. All other political parties had other tools, other TV channels. They have been free, other campaigns free uh, during the election. We have some other we have some other problems. First of all, the problem is with the quality of the media, uh, the ownership system with the media. There have been problematic uh, relations since the uh, bureaucratic power had been very extensive. Media uh, owners owners uh, try to have more close relations with the government, and they have other issues. They have other businesses like construction businesses, and they do not, they cannot develop. They do not develop strong relations. However, I, I want to emphasize more that as there has been a plurality in the media, and people can people are so smart. They easily see uh, in the uh, common TV channels that you know they are too cheap. They are uh, too cheap in, uh, let's say, supporting some pro-government uh, issues. They can understand it, or they can see that those opposition parties are so weak to make their arguments in in other TV channels. So there, there is a plurality. 
And there are so many open, if they are not strong uh, printed opposition media, although there are uh, some, but if there are not many strong printed media, uh, we have many uh, online opposition uh, media too. Our problem with the opposition is more complicated. Until the recent times, the main uh, success of a, a party is, is that they are trying to use the political tools campaigning, going out and extending. The other political parties do not accept, because of making the civil traditions, that's why I'm, what I'm trying to make, do not accept the uh, rules of the game. Then, uh, for example, CHP, the main opposition party, considers itself as, the, as already an extension of the state. They do not need to make campaigns, political campaigns. They do not feel the need to develop political offers. This is a problem. They had a candidate, a presidential candidate, um, but uh, the CHP uh, presidency, CHP organization did not support that candidate with the campaign. So uh, there are further problems. With, others, uh, with the other party, uh, I could talk about the head of the so-called Kurdish party, or I would say uh, PKK uh, political party, which is now a more complicated which has more complicated problems because it is a kind of a Stalinist-Leninist organization. Hardline socialist is leading that party now as well. That party did not make clear distinction between the political organization and the terrorist organization. And this has created a severe problems. But still, there are other problems within the judiciary system, the judicial system. There is a morality, a legitimate perception among people that, okay, he has connections directly within the organization, but we have problems within the judicial processes. We have very weak indictments, not well-prepared indictments, so it, it keeps so uh, weak. And of course, then the defenders, uh, the supporters uh, of that party claim that they are totally silencing out this political party. Moreover, I should, this is also the place to say that, yes, there are problems to perceive about press freedom. I am, I am a person who defends freedom of speech, freedom of press to, to great limits. And it, limiting press freedom is, of course, nothing to compete in an open system. However, most of the journalists, so-called journalists, who have been in jail, had ties either with the coup attempt, some of them, and some others had ties with PKK, uh, with the armed terrorist organization. But there are also others who are lacking a full, strong indictment process, and who are also, there are also others, some of the prominent ones, who should not be jailed, who should have, be, have had uh, their freedom of speech. So I would like to emphasize that Turkey is not a closed society. All discussions, although people are, there are people who are suffering from violation uh, of their rights, however, everything is, is on the surface. People discuss, criticize, and judge every problem uh, at different levels. So um, social media is, is very lively at different levels and you know, on different issues. So then the government makes an attempt to stop one person, everybody sees and makes the judgment accordingly. So we'll see that the main issue that I am trying to emphasize that we need an open political tradition, no coups, no intervention 
the democratic tradition. Otherwise, we cannot punish openly, legally, our political actors. Wakas Ahmad says, I would like to ask you on how do you limit the role of government? When you mentioned that the welfare state should be limited to OIP and disabled, pure libertarians argue the smaller state will always become the largest. How do you constrain government if you believe government should interfere, even if it is minimal? I do not say the government should interfere. I just say that there is already the government structure and the welfare state should be only limited to disabled people and to very old people. And in principle, it should be kept to a cash help and it should not be for a long time, a lifelong one. I am trying to reply Vakas Ahmed, although it's a long uh, issue. If you want to limit the role of government, we first of all need to limit the economic role and the economic existence of the government in the services and in the economic production. Turkey actually has, economically, has a big problem with economic expenditures, public expenditures. I could not talk much about the economic issues because the political structure is very important. Turkey had been very successful economically recently, until recently, uh, because of having a strict budget, uh, because of applying a strict uh, financial rule, fiscal rule, and uh, decreasing their public expenditures, and also lowering uh, taxes. Turkey has uh, had an incredible wealth accumulation. Turkey had, uh, created, had new entrepreneurs, new businessmen, and big prosperity had been accumulated. And the government had a more open system, not only extending public services, but also to collect taxes. So through the better uh, established tax collection structure as well, the government had accumulated more money. And this created, of course, uh, new people who want to enjoy rent. And a, a democratic structure, in the meantime, is a method of a democratic system is, in the meantime, a method of creating new beneficiaries uh, within the system. So if we limit the government, limit the state economically, we will have less beneficiaries of the, uh, of the system, uh, we will have less protectionist system, and we will have the uh, opportunity to promote more enterprise and prosperity. Tom Dibble says, is the issue of poverty in Turkey of such a scale that only a national government program is the solution? Or is the problem the need to address the problems of individuals who are poor and who can be helped by civil society? So, uh, freedom and freedom has an incredible power. Uh, in, my, in my other presentations in Turkey, when I talk about civil society and market economy, I say, when we have a little expansion of freedoms, for instance, freedom of association in other uh, areas uh, of economy, we, people had, had prospered, people had the opportunity to help, to help others. And then we had also uh, legal, legal reforms to establish associations, uh, different types of associations. You know, until very recently, we had a legal form for civil associations coming after the military coup from 1980. And very recently, uh, they changed a broad civil society directorate, which expanded the um, establishment of civil organizations. So I'm trying to make that. Then people had experienced a little freedom, they take it beyond. 
and people had in the recent 10, 15 uh, years of time, people had developed very different tools of enterprises, civil enterprises, to help help the poor people. So I am trying to say people, I am trying to say to people, when you look at the problem, try to uh, find the real source, and instead of finding a direct short way as a solution to our problem, which is like the state, state can help, uh, we should look how the social changes uh, happen. I give, I give another example on, uh, for instance, women's issues. I say, look, how we solve the women's problems. There are various problems. It is not only positive discrimination or it is not only direct help from the government. Then we have the economic prosperity developed. Then we have the general legal framework change. First, we have new civil organizations who are, who are uh, flourishing through new civil uh, prosperity, civil liberties and civil capital. They have new media tools. They take even smaller issues, violations of women's issues to national media, to everyone. And they have new organizations to take their issues to both local levels and also to national levels. And they have the power to influence the decision-making mechanisms to legal changes. So I am I try to develop people to have a broader perspective. So uh, I'm not sure whether this has this this has been an enough. Okay. Um, I think that was the last. Already been one and a half hours. Uh, I hope I have I could make sensible perspective. We cannot solve all the problems at once. There will be new problems as well. I am not trying to praise only one identity, one political identity. This is a process in, as individuals, as civil uh, society. We will continue our struggle. There will be always tension against our liberty uh, coming from different places. We should be alert, but this is life and the civilization, the history of civilization continues. We need to have civil traditions, open civil traditions to establish and strengthen. And we need to develop different perspectives uh, in the meantime. Another one last opinion, uh, especially through the social media, there are very harsh debates going on. So we need also keep to a moderate way to extend our perspectives, to try to understand other people and develop constructive ways to understand each other and act together. So thanks a lot for listening to me, for giving your time. So I'm always open for interaction. Here is my email. I would be so pleased to get your reaction. So I also would like to say that the compilation of papers presented in the recent years in the International Conference of Islam and Liberty Network is going to be out a volume soon. So follow it. There have been very good papers, very uh, unique uh, examples, debates of political situation experiences from different countries of the Muslim society. It's exciting. Thank you. Thank you so much to Oslam uh, for the wonderful presentation. Thank so you, as she mentioned, you're welcome. Thank you from Ali and Imad as well. So take care, everyone, and uh, have a good day, Oslam and everyone around the world. Thank you very much for joining us. You too, thank you.
This webinar recording is brought to you by Islam and Liberty Network. If you are looking for more, you can find it on our website at islamandlibertynetwork.org. And if you want to help us, there is a donation button on the site. Thank you for listening and we hope you found it interesting.